Have you ever thought about what it would be like to cut back a little bit at work, maybe go part time with your career and the effects that that could have on your family? Maybe you have tried it. And as someone who really likes to work, you've struggled. Today, we're going to talk about that and so much more. Hey there, and welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with us today as we talk, actually, I talk to you about my experience in working part-time. Now, if you are new to the show, I do hope that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And if you're a returning listener, welcome on back. I know that you guys have a lot on your plate, a lot to do, and I am just so honored that you are taking the time out of your day to be listening to this podcast. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this particular topic is because the show's for working moms. Like we are all about helping you create more balance in your life. And one of the things that has come up over the years, whether it be any of our coaching clients or in our community or even just people who reach out over email, which I absolutely love. If you ever want to shoot me an email, Jenny at yourliferocks.com are all about how do I slow down a little bit? Like when you are really like geared to working and doing all of the things, you hear people talk about going part-time for work or stepping back from work, but is it actually possible? Like especially if you are wired to be a bit of a workaholic, like what does that actually even look like? Is it possible? Can it happen? Because we see the benefits of it. Absolutely. Having more time to be able to be a mom, having more time to do the things around the house, to take care of our health, all of the things that land on our plate, right? We could all use that more time but can we actually do it? So that's what we're going to be talking about today because over the course of the last, oh, I don't even know, almost two months now, I have kind of started being more part-time in my work and it's been rough and I have certainly learned some lessons from it. I've learned how to restructure things so that mentally and physically, emotionally, I can handle everything a lot better. And I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about my experience, what I did, And at the very end, I hope you stick around because I'm going to talk about the three things that were the hardest for me that I did not see coming, even though I went into this feeling like I was pretty prepared. But there were three things that kind of blindsided me a little bit. And so I'm going to share with those at the end of this episode what those three things were and how I overcame them. Because I think if you're like me and you really are passionate about working or God just wired you to be a worker, like it can be a little bit difficult. And so I want to kind of prepare you. If you're ever thinking about stepping back a little bit in your career so you can focus on some other things, these things might be able to help you out as well. Now, some of you might absolutely love what you're doing and things are in a rhythm and you might be thinking, why in the world would anyone ever want to step back from their career or look at going more part-time in their career? Or some of you might be like, "Uh, yeah, I would love to go part-time or to step back to ease up a little bit. But One, it might not financially be possible, or two, you might just be thinking that seems very overwhelming to even start that process. How would you even go about it? Now, obviously, there are a lot of great reasons why it would be beneficial. You have a lot more time to do other things. You also have a lot less stress, which was my main reason in stepping back, which I'll talk about here a little bit more in a minute. But then you also might be thinking like, but I don't want it to hurt my career or I don't want it to slow down my momentum and the goals that I have for myself and my career. And like I said before, it could be a purely financial thing where you're thinking, I don't know if that's at all possible. And before, I would say like as of a couple of years ago, I always thought you either were working or you were not working. Like those were your two options, right? Like you could be a working mom, you could be a stay-at-home mom. And I knew some people who worked part-time, but for me, 
all of those people who I knew work part-time, they were working part-time as like an office assistant or in the retail space or the food service space. It wasn't like what they got their degree in or what their career path was in. It was just kind of like a fill in some time while the kids are at school, you know, kind of a thing, which was great. But I just kind of felt like there wasn't like this in between. And then I met Catherine Solomon. Now I've had Catherine on the show a few different times in the past, and she is a huge advocate. She's a career coach for women being in the workplace and the benefits that that provides to society, to their family when women are working, which is why I love her because I totally agree with her message. But she also talks about finding flexible work and all of the different ways that you can find flexible work and what that could look like, whether it be working part-time, working remotely, doing job share. She goes through, I think, seven different ways that you can do that. And again, I've had her on the podcast episode before. So if you just search Catherine Solomon, you'll find those past episodes. She's also on the career playlist on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, all of our past episodes are there and we break everything up into the eight different areas of life that we talk about. So you'll find a playlist for faith, marriage, parenting, career, health, home, finances, and friends and fun, and all of our past episodes, plus other videos that have just been on our YouTube channel that are divided into those categories. You can find them on that playlist. So that's a great resource if you are looking for some more help in your career. But anyway... After I met Catherine, I realized that there were so many different options and working part-time and including in 2019, I went part-time corporately. So I was working full-time corporately doing training and course design and things like that. And I loved my my job and it felt very flexible because I was working from home most of the time. I would say 98% of the time. Our offices were in California. So a couple times, you know, every couple months or so, I'd have to go down to California, flight, a short flight away, living in Oregon. But, you know, it was very flexible and it worked really, really well. The only problem is, is in addition to working that full-time job, I was also working part-time in our family businesses that we own and running Your Life Rocks as a ministry and being a mom and doing all of the other things. So to say I was maxed out was an understatement. Well, my husband and I decided that it would probably be good for me to try to go part-time. And thankfully, the company let me continue in my role, but working it part-time. And I'm going to talk about how you can kind of navigate those waters because it was a little bit, you know, touch and go and trying to figure out like how in the world can you possibly do what you do full-time, but do it part-time. And so I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a second. I actually have four different ways or four different steps for you if you want to kind of take a step back in your career or go part-time and what that can look like and how you can do that. So taking out a lot of the overwhelm for you here, but I'm just letting you know, I've I've walked this path before, my friends. So I did, I went part-time. So for almost all of 2019 and part of 2020, I was working part-time corporately, but then also working full-time doing our businesses that we own. My husband and I, we own two separate businesses that are brick and mortar entertainment here locally where we live. One of them has multiple locations over multiple towns, so like an hour and a half apart from each other. So it's a very full-time job managing those. So I was doing that full-time plus working part-time corporately and then again, running this ministry of Your Life Rocks. So plate was still very, very full. There was like not getting the benefits of working part-time right? Because the whole point of working part-time is you have more time for the rest of life stuff, taking care of your finances, taking care of the family, the house, your health, all of those other things. 
wasn't really getting the benefit of that because I was still working full-time plus some, right? But over the course of all of those years, I started developing some pretty significant health concerns popping up. And it was kind of like, you know, one thing would pop up and you would just deal with it while you're going about everyday life, dealing with everything else. But my doctor kind of pointed out to me recently that a lot of these things might be related. A lot of the these health concerns that I've had popping up are probably linked and it might be something bigger, something that might need a little bit more attention than what I was giving it. And so in order to do the doctor's appointments and the therapies and all of the things that I needed to do to really get to the bottom of this and and to start to heal myself again, it was like a part-time job. I mean, it was, it takes a lot of time. Anyone who's ever gone through anything medical-wise, it takes so much time to make appointments and be on the phone with the insurance company to figure out what's covered and what's not covered and go to the appointments and then do all of the things that you need to do after the appointments for follow-up. It is like a part-time job. I mean, it really truly is. And I didn't really have time to be doing all of that. So something had to give. My health kind of decided for me that it was time to cut back and to go a little bit more part-time. Now, this was hard mentally. I'm not even gonna like say, oh yeah, it was so great. It was hard mentally to cut back and to not always be working. Now, one of my very best friends, she has been on the podcast as well, Amber Sandberg, and she talked about when she was on the show, I think it was last time she was on the show, she talked about how she lost 60 pounds and kind of her journey of doing that over the course of a year because it wasn't just about like what did she eat, what did she do for her workouts, but really that mental piece of consistently sticking to a health plan over a year. So again, go and check that out on YouTube. Go to the health playlist, best place to find it. But one of the things that Amber had said to me, even when she started out on her journey and we were just chatting as friends, is she said, you know, I feel like I need to treat this as my job. Like it is my job to lose the weight. And there's a whole different mentality about doing something when you take it on as a job versus a goal. And I say this because it could be for you that it's a health concern. It could be for you that there's something going on in your marriage or with your kids or your finances that you're like, this is going to need a lot of time and attention, I would just invite you to kind of do that mental switch in your head of saying, I'm going to tackle this as if it were my job. Because when we tackle something in our job, right, we come at it with an organized approach. We gather all of the information. We plan ahead. We might reach out to other people for collaboration or what can we do to work on this together. We approach it in a whole different way than if there's something going on personally, right? because it's personal. But if you kind of take it as this is going to be my job, I'm going to organize it as if it's my job. I'm going to work it as if it's my job. I can tell you that there's been so many times I have ditched a workout because I was running late to work. I never ditched coming into work on time because I needed to get my workout in, right? It's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different mindset. Obviously, it's a privileged kind of position to be able to be like, this is what I'm going to do. But it is possible for everyone. So that's what I'm going to be talking about when we go through the tips. So with all of these health issues that were coming up and me deciding I needed to really tackle my health as if it was a part-time job, trying to do that and homeschool my kids this year and do everything that, you know, full-time work requires and running a business, I was falling behind. Like I was doing all my systems <laughs> to my heart's desire and like pushing everything that I knew normally worked as far as my monthly planning, my weekly prep, all of the things that I talk about. 
really working the life balance system, but I was falling behind in everything and things were falling through the cracks. And when things like that happen, stress gets higher. And honestly, that's probably the biggest reason for some of the health things going on was stress. So counterproductive much, right? Like it was just not making sense. And so something had to change, something had to give. And I decided, you know what? I need to be more structured about this. I'm trying to fit everything in, trying to cut back-ish in work so that I could make it a priority to focus on my health. But ish does not work. (laughs) I hope you know what I'm talking about. Like when you say I'm gonna be healthy-ish, well, that's not really committing to anything. If I say I wanna cut back on my work-ish, I'm not really committing to anything. So I really needed to commit to something, create a different structure around the entire situation so that I really could say, I'm gonna cut back at work. I'm gonna go to part-time and I'm gonna make this work. So number one is figuring out what it is that you want, what it is that you need, and be really intentional about it. So like for me, when I was saying I'm going to cut back at work, I never really clarified what does that mean? How many hours do I need to work? What do I need to have in order to balance with my health? Like what time commitment am I really devoting every single week to healing myself? And how does that fit in to work? Right. And so we have to be number one, very clear about what it is that we are needing, what our intentions are, what we're wanting. It might not be that you have, like for me, where my health was failing and I needed to do an intervention. It could just be that you were really stressed out. You're snapping at your kids. You just really want to go part time at work. Well, you have to really decide, like, what does that actually look like? What is it that you actually want? Is it breathing room? Is it that you want more time to be more involved with your kids? Is it that you want more time to be able to take care of your health? You have to be very, very clear about what that is. And then number two, you have to be brave enough to seek it out and make it happen. And I say brave enough because it is really easy to just say, you know what? Life is just this way. I'm going to just keep swimming and hope for the best. And yeah, you could totally do that but you're probably gonna get keep getting more of the same, right? Like if you are in a position where you're just feeling like I do not have enough time to be as an involved as a parent as I want to be, if you don't make a change, nothing's gonna change. If you think like for me, I'm just gonna keep doing this. My body is held up this long. It will keep going. It's not, it's falling apart. Like I, you can't just keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, right? You have to make a change. And so that takes bravery. Because especially if you're in a job that you feel like, I don't know if I could cut back in this. I don't know what it would look like to go to part-time doing what I'm doing. If my boss would even allow it, to be intentional and to be brave enough to say, I'm going to seek out something different, that's hard, but it's worth it. It is so totally worth it. So for you to seek this out, you got to make the plan, right? So again, it goes back to that number one as far as what do you want? So for me, I knew I needed to work less hours because I needed more hours in the day to focus on healing my body. So then I had to kind of figure out like, okay, how am I going to make this work? It might be that I need to train other people to do part of my job. It might be that I need to have a conversation with my boss on changing my responsibilities. And I would venture to bet because sometimes this has been the case for me and it might be the case for you, that when we talk about taking a step back in our career to make time to make space for other things, it might not be going part-time. 
it might just be working the required hours of you. There's been so many times that I've had a full-time job requirement, 40 hours a week. What do I do? 55 hours a week. Cutting back 15 hours a week? Oh my gosh, that's a huge difference. That's like going from 40 hours a week to 25 hours a week. Can you imagine? So think about it in that. Like how many more hours are you giving to work that you don't need to give that you can take back without anyone even saying a a word about it, right? And if you are gonna do that and you feel like that might not be fully accepted or might kind of go against the grain of your work culture, it might be a great opportunity to have a conversation with your boss to say, let's get really clear on what my expectations are. Like, what do you expect out of me and my job performance? Because then you know what to prioritize and those hours that you are working so you're meeting all of those requirements. Now, for you, it could be going to your boss with a proposal, which Catherine talks about in one of our past episodes on how to do that, a proposal to go part-time or to lessen your hours or go into a job share with someone else who works at your company or, or whatever that might look like for you. That could be a whole different strategy. And I was about to say we could do a whole podcast on that, but we have done a whole podcast on that. So I highly encourage you go and check that out. Now, it could be that your company is just not open for that, and then you might need to be finding a new company to work for if this is a priority for you, if this is something that you want to do, but you have to be able to seek out those opportunities. Now, for me, deciding to officially go part-time in my work, I had to first clear out, like, what does part-time even mean for me? How many hours a week are we talking? But then I had to kind of set those structures. Again, I own the business. But that doesn't mean I can just be like, I'm not coming into work because things still have to get done. My employees count on me. Our customers count on me. I'm involved in several committees within our industry. So things have to happen. So I had to kind of figure out what was that going to look like in order for me to step back and to seek and make it happen. That meant many conversations with my husband, who's my business partner many conversations with my employees so they knew what to expect, many conversations with myself, which I'm going to get to at the very end with the tips of the things that I really struggled with. Number three is to prepare mentally. Know that it is tough. Like you can map it out, but if you are made a certain way, even if you're not made a certain way, but you've been doing it for so long, it is hard. It is mentally hard to break up with busy to break up with stressed, to break up with always rushing around and feeling just exhausted, to mentally prepare yourself for a change of a different way of being is the best thing that you can do for yourself because you can have a plan. You can map it out. You can kind of get really clear, just like we talked about in the tip number one, tip number two, but to be able to mentally prepare yourself for what you're going to be doing, how you're going to be expecting things to be coming on. It's kind of like when you're like bracing yourself for a windstorm or you're bracing yourself for like water to be dumped over your head and then nothing happens, right? You're like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) And it can be a little bit disorienting, right? And then you find yourself bracing for something that never, ever happens. So you're anticipating the stress without the stressful situation even happening. And that can happen when you are doing this because you're not mentally prepared for something different. Tip number four, prepare your environment, the things that are around you, setting yourself up for structural success. Now, over inside Life Balance Membership, I've done a couple different episodes in the membership exclusive episodes about setting up structure 
of success and the environment around you, but it can play such a huge, huge role. Now, this could be things like your routines, right? Like restructuring your your morning routine. That's an environmental structure. It could be resetting up the way that your car is or your work bag is, creating a structure for you to be successful so that when you are working, you're able to work. When you're not working, you have a structure around that because that's going to be the hardest part, you guys. As much as you think like, oh, the hardest part is going to be getting everything done in the hours you're working. No, it's the rest of the time. Like I said, it's that mental game of your identity. And those are the things I struggled with, which again, I'm going to talk about that at the very end, the three things that I struggled with the most and how I overcame them. But being able to prepare your environment is so huge. So one of the big things that I did was redoing my planner. And, you know, reorganizing it, making sure that the things that I needed to focus on outside of work became a huge focus inside of that planner because it's so natural for me to always be focused on work that mentally, (laughs) going back to the previous tip, was not working out for me. So I had to create an environment that helped to support this new lifestyle of working part time and what that needed in order to thrive. And another big part of that environment piece was the people around me, right? So having those conversations with my kids, with my husband, outside of business partner conversations, but like spouse conversations on what the changes would mean for all of us. Because anytime you change something like this, going from full-time to part-time or even overtime to just regular full-time, whatever that step back is, it's going to infect a lot of other people. Plus, anytime you do anything that's going to affect yourself mentally, it's naturally going to affect everyone else around you. So setting up that structure to be able to say, look, guys, this is what I'm doing and this is what it might look like. And if this happens, you can expect this. And please let me know if I seem a little bit snippy or however you tend to react. I tend to come out with snippiness and anger. So that's usually my thermostat on how is this affecting everyone else around me? And I give them permission, right, to let me know that it's showing so that I can decide if it was justified or not justified and be able to have that that self-checking point right there. So really be thinking about that from a structural aspect. And number five, the last tip for you is just to give yourself some grace. It's hard. It's hard to go through any big lifestyle change. And that's why we have like inside the life balance method, we give you that structure to be able to come back to those lifestyle changing goals over the course of 90 days. Now, mine all this year have been centered around my health. All of those lifestyle goals were on our second cycle for the life balance method. And that has been my focus. And that's probably going to be my focus for the rest of the year because there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. And I slip up. And that's okay. I have to give myself grace to know that sometimes my mental game is not strong. Sometimes old habits slip in. Sometimes I just want to work because that's what I'm used to. It's what I enjoy. It's how I'm wired. And I've had to find other things to fill that space. But I've had to give myself grace, understanding this is a learning curve. This is a big change. And eventually I will be on the other side of this big change and things will be so much easier. But right now, it's still hard. (laughs) I'm like two months in and it's still hard. So I'm still learning, still giving myself grace and, you know, really recognizing the things that God has brought me through and the strength that I get when I rely on him and not just on my own strength, because that's the biggest lesson I've learned is that I cannot do this without him. So I said at the end, I was going to talk about the three things that I struggled with the most 
and how I overcame them. And number one was truly relying on God and being still. Because when you're not filling every single free moment with work, when you're not living and dying by working all of the time and just trying to cram everything else in around it, there is some stillness. When we talk about taking a step back, it's slowing down. And that's hard. It's really, really hard, especially when you're used to going 100 miles an hour 24-7. Like to slow down, it seems like such a luxury and it can be hard. Like hard, like we're not hardwired to run that way and it can feel like something's wrong. Now, if you remember, I think it's been actually a couple months since I had Katie McCown on and talking about her Bible study that she has that is called She Smiles Without Fear. Now, this Bible study has really helped me out a lot in this journey, not because I was necessarily fearful about going and walking this out or fearful really about anything in particular. But when we fill our time with things, it's usually because we're trying to avoid something. And if we're trying to avoid something, it's because on some level, fear might not necessarily always be the right word, but we're fearful about that empty space. We're fearful about the quiet time. We're fearful about what else are we going to do if we're not always working, right? And, And that anxiety that comes with that was ministered through Katie's book. Now, one of the things that she talks about in the very first week of the Bible study is learning to be still with God, not praying, not expecting anything, just being still with God. And while it was hard for me because not filling up everything and slowing everything down, being able to lean on God and be still with him and knowing that he was with me in this process of slowing down, as hard as it might be, he was with me. That to me made it so much easier. So if you're gonna go through this, I would highly recommend find a way that provides that external support, that structure, like we were just talking about, setting up that environment where you are needing to lean more on God, where you're allowing him in more and more and more, because if you have to fill up the space with something, fill it with that, because that's where you're gonna get the wisdom, that's where you're gonna get the strength, that's where you're gonna get all of your needs supplied for when you're leaning on him and his strength, because you're gonna need it to go through this process. Number two big pitfall for me was my thought life. And that's because as we're going about normal day life, driving, doing the dishes, whatever it is, if you are always focused on one area of your life, aka your job, then those thoughts are going to stay with you when, even when you're doing other things, right? Your brain is still going to be kind of in work mode. And so I would be trying to focus in on other things, but my work thoughts or emails or texts or whatever it would be would try to pull me back into working more hours. And it is such an easy, easy trap to fall in, especially when you have a home office that you work from, like me, or maybe you've been working remotely mostly for the past you know, year. It's really easy when the kids go to bed at night to pull out your laptop and just start working again, or whenever you find any kind of downtime to start working again. And it's hard to say, no, it's not what I'm doing right now. I am slowing down. I need to fill this time with other things. And again, for me, There's a lot of things that I need to do to heal myself that take up a lot of time, but a lot of it is really controlling my stress. And so a big part of that is finding other things other than work to 
spend my time doing to ease up on the amount of stress coming into my life. And so for me, a big part of this was time blocking and having my list systems. So I added a lot more time blocking. I've always done a little bit of time blocking when I do my weekly prep, as far as like looking at the calendar ahead and plugging in when things are gonna be happening. But I had to get a little bit more diligent about time blocking, doing my weekly planning, and basically saying, these are the hours I'm allowing myself to work. These other hours I have to fill with other things. And so I've done things like planting a garden that I'm taking care of. I wouldn't necessarily call them hobbies, but there are other things that I have to do that take care of my health that take up time. And I'm, I'm finding ways to make them take a little bit more time because I have to fill up the time doing something, right? Like I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm learning to lean on God and having quiet time, still time, but that's not hours on end. And so I'm having to find things to fill in the white space whether it be doing things with my family, whether it be doing things to take care of my house, whether it be doing things that I just have always wanted to do but didn't have time to do. Things that are are helping with stress relief, taking long walks, reading books, things like that that are really slowing down, growing a garden. I do not have a green thumb, by the way. This is not something that comes natural to me, but I am I'm focusing on learning something new like gardening to be able to help me with my stress levels. Which brings me to number three, which is my identity. Now, again, of course, our identity needs to be who we are in Christ. But when you are a working mom, when you have a career that you have poured a ton of time and energy into, it's really easy to that just be how you identify. You identify as someone who is successful doing X, Y, and Z, or you identify as a working mom that's always busy doing all of these things. And we start to see ourselves in a certain way, and we see our world through the lens of that person. And so when, we're, when we take a step back from our career, it is a change. It is a change in who we are. It's a change in how we act in the world around us, right? Like it changes so much of who we are. And I'm not talking about who we are in Christ. Of course, that is solid. That is solidified. It does not change. But I'm just talking about like what you do (laughs) and how you use your time and really how you view yourself as a whole person. And that's really what I've had to change myself is changing the view of myself from a business owner, an employer, a boss, someone who, you know, does the marketing and the business things for our businesses but really having to view myself as a whole person, viewing myself and really challenging my identity as a mom, challenging my identity as a homemaker, challenging my identity as a healthy person and rewriting almost like that script of who I am and how I behave and what I do. Because when we think about who we are, who we are is what we do. So if we're doing something different, we are gonna be a different person. And this is the opportunity to go back to those five tips I just shared with you. Number one, of being intentional about what you want and what you need. That's why this is the number one tip I have for you because I did not do this one and I struggled. Again, I learned these over the last couple of months by going part-time myself. And so having that intention of what do I actually want? Who do I actually want to be? And then being intentional about seeking that out, being intentional about preparing myself mentally, being intentional about preparing my environment, and then giving myself grace every single time I stumbled and living out this new identity is huge. So that's where these five tips came from, is for me really 
being able to figure that out over the last couple months and going part-time. And now that it's been a couple months, I have to say, I am starting to be able to breathe a little bit easier. Things are finding their rhythm again. And the systems have stayed the same, but they're now actually doing their job and their purpose of helping me feel like things are a little bit more in balance in my life. So again, if you are looking to go part-time yourself or even just step back a little bit in your career so you can make time for other things, know that it, it can be a struggle, but it doesn't have to be. And I hope that these tips help you. I hope that you go back if this is something that you are wanting, but you're just not quite too sure how to make it work. I hope you go back and listen to those interviews with Catherine Solomon. Check it out, the career playlist over on YouTube, because that is where you're gonna find a ton of resources from Catherine, from so many other parts of your career. Again, I wanna thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you for leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts. It really means the world to me when you do that. Not only do I love to read the review that you leave, but it also does help other people find this podcast. I know it seems kind of weird. Leaving a review helps people find it, but that's just the way Apple works. I don't know. So anyway, if you have time to do that, that would just bless me more than I could tell you. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.